The ladies of Epic Collective are a powerful force. Since this conversation, these ladies have been breaking the internet with their historic moment of being the youngest black women to ever co-own a property under a major hotel chain, landing them an $8.3 million deal. Their interview was so rich, I had to make this a two-part series. Enjoy part one of our conversation. I'm Nicole Jones, and you are listening to Mediocre to Masterful. This podcast helps you master your goals, activate your plans, and manifest your purpose. Well, thank you guys for being here. For those, we've just been cackling away already before the episode even really started. But thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. And I have with me some amazing women. They are true powerhouses and this is in the true form every (laughs) sense of the word i have with me jessica myers and devon reeves thank Mm -hmm. you ladies for being here and they are the co-founders of the epic collective yes yes thank you yes and thank you for having us here you know you're able to source into you you know a reflection of yourself thank you thank you ladies thank you congratulations on a successful event thank you and a successful podcast (laughs) and a successful book Yes. Just all the things. Yes. All, all the things. things. We I have appreciate to celebrate it. us women. We really do. Mm-hmm. We really do. Yeah. So I am just extremely grateful to have you guys and share space with you all and the other amazing women that were in this room and men that mm-hmm. were here to support us and back us up. Mm-hmm. But it's just really an honor to be able to do something like this because conversations like these are important. Yeah. Right. We're doing so many amazing things, we being black women and women in general. Absolutely. Yeah. And it just, they need to be seen. They need to be heard because people are looking for answers they're yeah. looking for resources and i wanted to have you guys here today to talk more so yeah. on the investment side oh yeah. the generational wealth side yeah. the property management side all the things yeah. that i truly aspire to get into and the listeners want to know more about i'm excited you guys are here to share yeah definitely, so, definitely. tell me a little bit about each of you if you give us quick soundbite on who jessica is who devon is on who you are and why the epic collective even born how does this come about well hello everyone my name is Davon Rees I am the co-founder of Epic Collective and Epic Collective we are a commercial real estate fund where we allow people to invest in commercial real estate projects such as multifamily or hotels and our target audience or target investors or are those who typically would not have access or knowledge to invest in commercial real estate and we give an opportunity or platform to create help them create generational wealth mm. uh, create passive wealth for themselves give them an opportunity to have ownership stakes in hotels and multifamily and just a little bit about myself I've been in the hotel industry for over 14 years mm. yeah I have yes. experience in feasibility studies operations Got myself actually as a front desk agent and mm-hmm. have experience in okay, asset management. Talk, talk about coming full circle. Right. right. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Talk it is. about coming full circle. Yeah. We yeah. can't so, skate over that, girl. We gotta I know. recognize that. I know. So, you know, by me, you know, just working from the front desk, I've done unpaid internships. And, mm. and from those unpaid, well, one unpaid internship is where I really learned about hotel ownership. I learned that it's truly attainable. I noticed that there wasn't a lot of people of color who owned hotels or who were in decision-making positions. And that's where I truly learned. And that was, I guess, the motivation for me to not only become a hotel owner, but help others Mm. who look like me, particularly women, people of color, to invest, to have knowledge, 
to build relationships so mm-hmm. that way they can have hotel ownership savings. Wow, that's powerful. <laughs> that's powerful. Amazing. <laughs> Jessica? So my name is Jessica Myers, and I am part two of Epic <laughs> Collective. We are co-founders. And my background actually was in media. I started out, hit the ground running, ran up this corporate ladder, yeah, so to speak, that I had always been dreaming of. Like, you know, in, in the child, you heard about the corporate ladder. So I was like, I'm going to climb to the top. Then at 22, working at CBS in New York, I was at the top, but it felt hollow. Wow. And in talking to my dad, I was like, this is everything we dreamed. Like, growing, this is what I knew. What it, He was like, what if the ladder is on the wrong wall? Whoa. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. And then I went looking for, well, what ladder do I need to put the wall on? And in that search of self-discovery, that's when I realized even in corporate America, so many people wanted to get out. Mm. It's like you were chained to someone else's dream. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, if that's your dream, live it. Mm-hmm. But that's where so many people that wanted to get out, but they didn't know what else to do. They mm-hmm. didn't know where else to go. And so that's what really drove me after I discovered how I could quit my job, how I could sustain my lifestyle through real estate. That's what drove me to now go help others. So if it's creating Epic Collective, if it's creating any of the other real estate ventures to help people get access to, like she said, to building your own table, not even bump the ladder. We build in houses literally Literally. and figuratively and hotels (laughs) and hotels we're building building structures we're building structures to allow people to live their dreams and just with my dad being a pastor growing up is natural in me i find myself preaching real estate Mm. because i see it as an avenue i see it as a way to get out where Mm. so many people feel stuck Mm -hmm. and my goal is to help those people find a pathway yeah. to live their dreams and live full out. Because there's so many people in corporate America with dreams. Mm-hmm. And they feel like, well, let me save up to go do it. Let me go do this. But when you understand that getting access mm-hmm. to larger projects will help set you up financially so that you can work because you want to, mm-hmm. not because you have to, mm-hmm. that's a different way of experiencing life. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's beautiful. And what I heard from both you guys is you just wanted to help those who were in need that needed to build that foundation for those who really want what we thought was the American dream, which is the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. The American dream sometimes really is your own enterprise, like that own inner thoughts and different dreams that you have that doesn't necessarily equate to clocking in to your job every day Mm -hmm. or getting to that executive level Mm -hmm. because... The word that you used, I felt hollow even at the top of the ladder. That just hit me because yeah. it's like it, there is that feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get to the point where you're like, okay, now I did what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I went to college. Mm-hmm. I graduated college. I got married or I'm about to be married or whatever your you know relationships and status is. And now I'm in this great career. And now I'm moving up the ladder in my career. And now I'm at this point and I still feel empty. Like this mm-hmm. wasn't really – I was mm-hmm. told I needed to do this mm-hmm. path and get to this level – now that I'm here, I still feel empty. Like the six figures doesn't make my happiness. I want right. to do other things. I feel better to preach to people about certain things, mm-hmm. about investments or mm-hmm. just financial management or cosmetology, whatever that is. So I just find that just. The paradigm shift for me is thinking about money. I didn't have money. So mm-hmm. we growing up. Mm-hmm. So the paradigm was always about money, money, money. But what really shifted for me is when I understood it's about impact. And not necessarily how much money you gain, but how much impact do you want to make? Yeah. You know, you sit through enough funerals and some funerals you go and there they live. They work for, you know, the my grandfather. He worked for the U.S. Post Office. Mm, okay. Cool. He worked at the U.S. Post Office 
everything was amazing. And it was, you know, a couple paragraphs, cool. I went to this other funeral and it was like a whole booklet. And it was a guy, he was an entrepreneur and he had all the dignitaries there and all this. And wow. it was like, wow. that And not, I mean, my grandfather, I love him. He was amazing. Yes. Best man ever. But it just taught me perspective. Mm. And it really helped me to put it in like, oh, this is what it means for more fulfillment, more impact to help create that dash. And when you get to live out your purpose and you get to see who you get to impact, but a lot of people can't live out their purpose because the first thing they say, how am I going to make it? How am I going to pay the bills? It's unrealistic for me to go be a rap artist and I really want to do music, but it's unrealistic because it don't pay the bills. Mm, yes. So that's yeah. where investments come. And it adds that little layer that takes care of the bills so that you can live the life the way you want to. Yeah. Not feeling like you have to live a certain way. What you just said in terms of that perspective or that paradigm shift between those two funerals. I was at this museum and the current exhibit was, what are you most afraid of? And people had to submit a postcard anonymously mm -hmm. to this outlet to say, what are you most afraid of in this world that you haven't shared with anybody? Somebody put on the postcard and they had all these postcards lined up of everybody's fears. And one of them was, I'm afraid to go to the grave and not actually fulfill my actual dream. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God. That is so true. Mm -hmm. Like all these thoughts and, you know, things that we actually want to manifest and not actually being able to fulfill those things, you know, it's just something that you just feel like, have I wasted life? Have I actually mm -hmm. pursued what I'm actually most passionate about? Mm -hmm. Is it really the corporate ladder or is it actually my, my entrepreneurial vision and ambition? Well, it's all about finding your purpose. Yeah. And that's what will drive you. We talked about, you know, you're getting, you're moving up the corporate ladder, you're making a certain amount or you're living the life that, you know, you were told growing up, this is what you're supposed to do. These are the steps that you take in order to be successful. This is the way. Like the Mandalorian. <laughs> I watched exactly. the Mandalorian. Like, this yes. is the this way. Is the <laughs> but times have changed. Generation have changed. Now yeah. we have more, you know, younger people, technology has changed where, you know, you can literally, you know, become a millionaire at like 16. And before yes unheard of you can become a millionaire or a billionaire without even graduating from college yes. or high school the average millionaire used to be like 50 or 60 and they had to do it through wow. generational and it, it was a lot harder to obtain yeah that certain level of wealth and so going back to what you know you know like Jessica I didn't come from money I didn't come yeah. from a millionaire family but what I did come from I came from my grandmother I'm very close to my grandmother she passed away early this year mm. but she actually should have listened to her more. Because <laughs> she told you. She girl, she told <laughs> we, we think we grown and we think we, we don't know everything. Yeah. I thought but my grandmother, she <laughs> was a saver. She was a saver and she graduated. She actually didn't even graduate. So she lived in during a time where uh, there weren't high schools for black people. Mm. Or at the time colored, she was colored. So, because colored on the birth certificate. That's yes. the first time I ever saw that. Wow. And that's, I mean, that's just what she, that's during that time. And so she, the highest education she received was eighth grade. And she had challenges as far as learning challenges, uh, process. She had a lot of difficulties growing up. And she worked for a mental hospital in Philadelphia after 32 years. And she was making $8 an hour. Now... I thought my grandmother was rich in my eyes because wow. she had this big house. She had two houses that were paid for. Oh, Every, my grandmother grandma. died with no debt. When I hear no debt, no nothing. Wow. Funeral paid for, nothing. She took care. So when I hear stories of, 
Yeah. You got to do this. She didn't even need life insurance because she paid for everything. Wow. That's just, and I said, well, you know, grandma hot. And so what she came from, she was a great depression baby. So you had to eat everything was on you. You know, you, she came from a time where you, you know, you didn't trust the bank. So you had to keep money on you. And she always kept saying, Devon, you got to keep living because you never know what's going to happen. Mm. So she wasn't savvy when it came to investing, but she was savvy when it came to saving. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. was like, I want to be comfortable. This is what I worked hard for. Mm-hmm. And she taught me to always leave at least one house in the family paid for. I don't care. Grandma was on it. But now it makes sense now since I have my son. I look at things completely different. And what I've learned, we keep talking about generational wealth. We keep talking about it, but we don't talk about retaining wealth. Mm -hmm. Debt-free is the new sexy. Think about it. You now have an excessive amount of money to save, invest, and donate. What would you do with an abundance of money? Well... If you are currently in debt, start your journey towards wealth by downloading the Financial Freedom Planner. This guide outlines some of my personal steps to eliminating $80,000 worth of debt. It's an easy way to manage, track, and monitor your progress. Download your copy at MediocreToMasterful.com. Because you can leave as much you want to your generations to come, but if you don't teach them what to do with it and how to keep it, it just goes out Dissolves, the window. Yeah. You know, how do you, you know, what are you doing your, to set up your kids for success? Like, you know, my grandmother, she didn't, you know, teach those, those well, she did. I just didn't listen. So I can't even, she did. But <laughs> she really did. I just didn't listen. But the point she that planted I, the seeds. She planted so the seeds. So now, exactly. now that you see it as a mom, you watered it. Exactly. Oh, okay. I'm there watering. we go. Exactly. There we so, go. Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> that, that's, it's really like, I'm a Beyonce fan and I love Black is King. And one of her songs is Find Your Way Back. And to your point, Mm. it's like you can plant the seeds along the way. Because I used to hear seven streams of income. Mm. Like, I always heard that. I knew it. Yeah. But, you know, like, okay, cool. I got one or two. I'm good. But then now Corona happens. Yeah. And And so now. The importance of having seven different streams of income. (laughs) You're like, oh, that's what they meant. That's why. Seven. Because while some people lost and a lot of people unfortunately lost, a lot of people are winning. Yeah. And imagine if you had seven, three may dry up, but if you got four more flourishing, yeah. you still good. You got another well to mm-hmm. drink from in that. So just to pivot a little bit, because I think people are in the mindset of like everything that they're saying right now is speaking to me. I've had a family member who's told me to save more, but I didn't, they didn't really give me the instructions or the mm-hmm. tools. There you go. I've told people to, I've had family or friends tell me to invest or flip the coin. They're entrepreneurs and they're like, I am an entrepreneur. I'm working for myself. I feel good. But now I'm at a stage where I want to invest. What are some introductory ways for these people to get started in investment in terms of what you guys teach and offer to your clients? I would say create an ownership thesis. Mm. I would say create an investment criteria. I think a lot of times people just go in and invest. Okay, I need to invest because I'm thinking I'm going to become a millionaire overnight or whatever because so-and-so invested so I'm going to do what so-and-so do. No, you need to create what works best for your situation. Yeah. What do you want to invest in? Do you want to invest in multifamily? Do you want to be an active investor? Do you want to be a passive investor? Some people, they don't want to become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Yeah. That's that's fine. You know, it's, it's no shame in that. You know, they want to have a, that security blanket, yeah. that nine to five. And they want to move up the corporate ladder because that's their purpose. Their mm-hmm. purpose is I want to be CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Great, because we need someone to run that 400. Mm-hmm. I mean, that you know, Fortune 500 <laughs> company. 
but you develop your and so maybe you want to be a passive investor so create your investment thesis as far as you know what's the returns you're looking for you know how much you can invest you know because if you want to invest some projects you know it can range from five thousand to a hundred thousand to a minimum to invest or even five hundred dollars so do what's affordable you know for you that you can you know, physically let go. So yeah. get your finances in order because typically when you invest, it's disposable income. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be gambling with money you need to pay, your, you know, your mortgage or rent because yeah. you need a place to stay. A key word that you just said that everybody might not be aware of is being a passive mm-hmm. investor. And then I believe the other one is active, being an active investor. Can you guys share like the difference between what that actually means? Instructor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you should say that because most people think about passive investing and that's where, you know, hey, I just want to put money somewhere, park it somewhere, and it grows, mm-hmm. right? But what makes it grow? That engine that makes it grow, that's the active investor. Mm-hmm. So while some people may invest in Acorn or they may invest mm-hmm. with Edward Jones, they may invest in Vanguard. Ultimately, Vanguard, Acorn, all of those players are the active investor. Mm-hmm. When you just put your money, set it and forget it, that's more of the passive investor. And most people go into active investor situations wanting to be a passive right, investor yeah. mm-hmm. and that's how they can get taken and they're like and, and then so you got so many people scared well i don't i've done an active you know yeah. i paid and put into an active investment trying to be a passive investor but it didn't go the way i wanted it to so that's where more so full-time investors they're the ones who are actively growing your funds for you which is ultimately what we are we are active investors and we work with passive investors who just want to set their money park it and let it grow we are the ones that make it grow so that's the difference between epic collective Mm -hmm. and investing somewhere else where you still have to be an active player in it Mm -hmm. because most people they really you can't learn everything because even I actively invest with other active investors and I let them grow the money in their specialty. Oh, wow. So I have my specialty here. You have your special. I mean, I believe in specialization of labor. Yeah. I am not trying to be a master of all trades. Mm-hmm. I am I not trying to. I stay in my lane. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I'm a firm believer of, you know, other investments. And, you know, we don't have to say because they can be controversial, like crypto and other things like that. Mm-hmm. But I believe in people who specialize in those areas. I'm not trying to be a Forex trainer, real estate trainer, a trader, gold and silver and all of that <laughs> stuff. Because and I think that's what keeps people stuck in analysis that's paralysis so because there's so many things. Yeah. It's like it's spinning yeah. in circles. Like, yeah. I want to do this. I want to do that. No, just focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was going back with the investment yeah. pieces. Go, if you want to be a passive investor, stick with that. If you want to be an, an active investor, stick, do whatever makes your fulfills your purpose of what you're trying to do as far as like, look, my goal is to have, you know, $50,000, you know, saved or whatever by this particular time frame. If that's your goal, then you need to work with vehicles or work with someone that can help you get your goal. Yeah, definitely. And and also too, I just want to make the caveat that entrepreneurship and investing are two totally different things. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times when we do talk about investing, most people do, well, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, investing doesn't make you an entrepreneur neither does interesting. entrepreneurship I've investing that. I didn't yeah. know people correlated that they do. together yeah. wow There's I mean like, entrepreneurship I'll, I'll is an investment later. of yourself but it's not the same as mm-hmm. an actual investment into properties and just different so that's elements. why I started just with education like yeah. you know what do you want to invest in separate yourself from that entrepreneur because like I said some people 
you know, they don't want to be an entrepreneur and that's perfectly fine. So they will think, oh, well, if I invest in this, then I'm on it. Some people, they get afraid. I don't want to lose my job. Yeah. So I, yes. So they get confused. So going back to that and investing isn't for everyone. Some people, they just, they don't understand it. But then that's when you want to work with someone who understands it. That's their lane. They're expert. I'm like, Jessica, I'm not trying to be knowledgeable about every, an expert in everything. I do mm-hmm. want to be knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. So I know kind of what's going on. I know maybe what type of questions yeah. or at least just give me the stepping point and I can go from there. But, you know, I don't, I'm not an expert landscaper. <laughs> I'm not trying to learn. Right. That's right. why I hire one. <laughs> and I think that's where people, the same thing, people who are not hotel experts or people who are not, I'm not a multifamily expert. So we partner with multifamily experts. So we are the active investor. If you want to, uh, you know, invest in multifamily deals, my lane is hotels. That's what I stick in. Mm-hmm. I live, breathe, sleep hotel. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to do anything else outside of that for right now because <laughs> I'm going to be focused. And I think a lot of times people, they hear so many different ideas, quick, rich schemes. Okay, let mm-hmm. me do this. Let me do that. Let me, what do you mean? I can be a millionaire overnight. What do you mean? Just focus. And a lot of things is being patient. You have to have that patience. Especially if you want to invest in commercial real estate or if you want to invest in something that's more of a longer term investment, mm-hmm. you have to have that patience and to just to let it, you know, see it grow. And I think a lot of times, I hate to say it, but on Instagram, they, people see the shiny instant. stuff on Instagram. They think it's instant, like just in the name itself. Like, but they okay, don't realize that these tomorrow. people are, are renting cars. Yeah. They're renting planes. Like a lot of this stuff, that's not even real. Like yeah. if they really sat down and, and I noticed the people who were truly successful and are truly wealthy. Aren't they have like five hundred followers on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, like, not even literally. posting like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. so shocked. They're like, "Yeah, I want to buy a hotel." I'm like, "Oh, okay." They're like, "This is how much money I have." You would have never, never thought, guessed. never <laughs> guessed in a million years. Like they have, like one of my clients, she doesn't have a car. She uses a bike. Wow, wow. She's not even on Instagram. She doesn't have a TV because she reads telling. all the time. That's really telling in terms of what you see are just appearances in some cases. Yeah. And what you want for your life will not be, you can't find that on the internet. You have to know that for yourself, going exactly. back to that criteria, your investment criteria, and really outlining what success looks like for you, even if you're not aware of what investments and all the ins and outs actually are. What does happiness look like for you? Right. What does a, a good portfolio look like for you? What do you want to provide to your family? Mm-hmm. And then whoever you partner with can kind of help and navigate you from mm-hmm. there.